1: minimum balance required.
2: And now it's time for a deep south legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the
3: Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Happy Friday and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. We are live in the Battery Atlanta. You're listening to The Fan on 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Say it with me. Beaver direct fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up and coming at Beaver Toyota. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service at Dupreeplumbing.com. Road dog in the house ready to go. He's got his Georgia gear on again. And DT ready to get to work also. Late night for me last night, watching U.S. Open tennis. Fell asleep on the couch, woke up around 2.40. Got up and went to bed.
4: What the hell happened to Madison Keys, Buck? Yeah, wins the first set, six love. And then I went to
3: sleep. (laughs) And i tell you what, the girl she was playing just went crazy. I mean, she just said, I'm I'm going to uh, just swing the racket as hard as I can possibly swing it. And Madison Keys ends up going down in a third-set tiebreaker. Coco Goff looked good, though, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she's going to win. She's going to win the U.S. Open, bringing pride back to American tennis. But we're not here to talk about tennis today. We're here to talk football. Fucks. Big Take. Deadlines make deals. Or so I've been told. Tell that to Chiefs All-Pro defender Chris Jones, who last night was in street clothes in a suite, watching his championship team lose to the lowly Lions. Shame on you, Hunt family, whose net worth is over $2 billion. And yet they were too cheap to pay Tyreek Hill. He left and went to the Dolphins and now they were even too cheap to take the money they saved by not uh, not signing Tyreek Hill to sign Chris Jones, who's one of the best defenders in the game today. Word on the street says the Hunts managed to take that family European vacation, no problem, but didn't have the money to sign Jones. Two other elite, big-time, world-class players were able to use the deadline to cash in with record-setting deals. Bosa and Burrow had to pressure the Niners and Bengals to get what they deserve, market value contracts. But both organizations had to push the two All-Pro players to the brink before they paid up. NFL revenue was at $12 billion in 2022. But the league's best players have to continuously Beg and play hardball and threaten to sit out to get what they deserve. So annoying. And there's your big take today as we get the show started. And that was brought to you by our good friends at Ace Hardware, your locally owned and operated Ace. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yes, yeah, tough to get what you're worth. Especially in the NFL, they don't want to pay anybody. Drag this thing out until the end of the road. And you see what happened to the Chiefs last night. Couldn't get the job done. It's got to be embarrassing. Humbling. Pay up, man. My goodness, pay up. Stop the nonsense. All right, let's talk about Braves, uh, the Braves, Braves baseball. The homestand continues tonight. Pirates have shown up. We're going to get the first of three underway tonight at 720. You're going to hear it right here on the fan, the home of the Braves. Pirates, uh, 65 and 75. Better than they normally are. But they have been horrendous uh, scoring runs. 24th in Major League Baseball and runs scored. 20th in pitching. Therefore, uh, that's why they're 10 games under 500. They are coming off a 5-1 and one road trip. And won two of three against Milwaukee at home. So they've won seven of nine as they come into Atlanta. But we're going to throw Bryce Elder at him, And Bryce Elder has had a year to remember. 2023. He won't ever forget this year. As uh, Bryce Elder is spending his first full season in Atlanta with the Braves. And going for his 12th victory here tonight, he's 11-4 and four with a 3-4-2 ERA. The team, uh, the Braves team, when Elder pitches is 19-8 and eight in his 27 starts. He's going to get roughly four or five more starts in the regular season. He's got a shot to win 15 games this year. And how many of us, raise your hand, how many of us had Elder winning 15 games this season? Yeah, I didn't think so. And yet, he has had an all-star season, which was a little bit of a surprise. Got out of the gate fast, ended up in the all-star game. He's going to pitch in the postseason with an opportunity to go to the World Series. And for a guy first year in the show, first full season, that is a uh, makes it a year to remember. He's been really, really good. And i tell you what I love about Bryce Elder. And we hear so much these days about velocity and how hard the guy's throwing. And, you know, is uh, the velo, is it up to 97, 98, 99? And, you know, it seems like everybody's obsessed with velocity. And yet Bryce Elder is a pitcher. He's an artist. He's not worried about the velocity. The kid knows how to pitch. And some of you might be wondering, okay, you've heard that phrase many times, Somebody knows how to pitch. What does that mean exactly? Well, it means that he knows how to change speeds and location. That's what pitching is. And he's a sinker-slider guy, as you know. Well, Blue, what does that mean? Well, it means he can make the ball break in and out to both the righty and the lefty, which can wreak havoc on a any pitcher at any any hitter at any level the sinker slider guy this is the the guy that gave me trouble in the minor leagues run that two seam around on your hands and then come back and throw that slider low and away and then you go take a seat in the dugout basically Bryce Elder is an illusionist or maybe a, ma- a magician maybe you, you relate to that a little better he's a magician when you, want, when you see him on his game, the ball, when it comes out of his hand, when he's at his best, pretend you're a, a major league hitter in the batter's box, and you see the ball coming out of Elder's hands, and that first third of the way to home plate, you're convinced that that ball's going to be in the hitting zone. And yet when the ball arrives at home plate, It's breaking to the edges of the strike zone. It's breaking out of the strike zone. And you're already committed to swing the bat. A magician. Master of illusion. Bryce Elder. And I have one of my sons coming out to the ballpark with me tonight. He's going to bring one of his buddies. And uh, we are hoping that Bryce Elder is going to be on top of his game. Now, Braden's friend is a Pirates guy. So he's hoping that Elder doesn't bring his A-game. But we're hoping the 24-year-old is going to be bringing it. Where does he fit in the postseason? You know, with the off days and the Braves most likely having the being the number one seed in the National League, probably won't be uh, using but three starting pitchers.
4: Well, in that case, it's going to come down to him and Charlie Morton, right? And let me just say the Braves are going with Charlie Morton. Yeah, that. that makes sense, Buck. I mean, you're going to want to go with your crafty veteran, especially the way he's been pitching lately, but that's not a knock against Bryce Elder or anything he's done. Lately. You know, if the Braves are up big in a series, they might elect to go with four and sure. throw Elder at him. Yeah, absolutely, depending on the rest. And he's going to pitch at some point in time. Though. Now, You know, it's funny, Buck, when you think about him, he could be a really useful asset out of the bullpen, and obviously just because he can eat up some innings for you as a guy who's already stretched out. But how good is he at getting those ground ground balls when you need them when guys are on base? I could see him. I mean, you'd want to use him for an extended period, but you get in a jam, you need a ground ball. I'll take Bryce Elder, Maddox like
3: sure. Now look, I didn't say
4: he's he might he's, be pushing it, but yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's, no, he's going to
3: produce the numbers and what, the success that Maddox you can had.
4: induce and produce the kind of result you want with the, the pitch you throw. Well, I'm just uh, thrilled to see somebody get the
3: job done without having the velocity that everybody's obsessed with. 23, 23 games remaining in the regular season. These players can see the finish line. The Marathon of 162, they can see the end. Postseason looming out there. And good to see get uh, Ronald Acuna get back on track. Lead-off home run against Wainwright. The game last night. Good to see. He hit that ball really hard, Buck. He's on pace for 38 bombs. Can he get to 40?
4: Yeah, I think he can. I'm so glad. I, not that the season's over by any means, but we're feeling good about the Braves in the division. The leads getting big, the magic numbers getting smaller. Still, a lot of things to look forward to as a Braves fan watching them. Matt Olson competing for the major league lead and home runs, the single season record for the Braves. And then, yeah, you got Ronald Acuna doing something already, something that no one's ever done before, and he's just building on it. He's got a shot to hit 40. I'm not really concerned about that. I'm, I'm just yeah, it's I'm, just fun uh, things to look
3: forward to, though. I'm happy enough with him being the first player in Major League Baseball to go thirty sixty. I'm good with that. I don't. I don't. I'm not obsessing over the fact that Ronald needs to get to getting Greedy Buck. All right. What I need is the most valuable player to be. Ronald Acuna is rolling into the postseason, feeling good and confident, healthy, rolling into the postseason. So he's ready to create some damage. And I tell you what, he is so motivated this season. But he missed out on the World Series victory uh, with that knee injury that he had. And then last season, not really himself. And he appears to be uh, just so motivated this year. It's been great to watch him during the entire season. And he's so much smarter at the plate than he's ever been. Talking about baseball IQ. His average has jumped 40 points this season because he's a smarter hitter. And the difference for me, what I've seen with Ronnie, is that he takes the pitch middle away, and he's been trying to pull it in previous seasons, and he's hitting the ball to the opposite field.
4: And that's why his average has jumped up to 330. Well, basically cutting the strikeouts in half, Buck. It's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, so disciplined.
3: He's willing now to take the pitch, this middle of the plate, and away, outside, and stroking a line drive to right field. He's satisfied with that, and it's made him. It's going to help make him the most valuable player this year when they take the votes, when they tabulate. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be the National League most valuable player. And if he's not, then it's rigged. MVP. It is absolutely rigged. All right, coming back on the other side. We're going to uh, take some calls today, right, DT? we got the Blitz coming up at 1030 today. Road Dog is uh, really fired up about that, anxious to uh, answer the phone and get you on. So get lined up and get ready, man. We're going to talk to you in the Blitz coming up at the bottom of the hour. Before that, though, we're going to hit big some of these big games out there. Alabama and Texas, big game of the weekend. And I've got a pick on that one. I'll share with you next. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
1: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
0: This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business
3: On the Buck Baloo Show, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. And we got the Georgia Tech hell of a block party driven by Hyundai coming up tomorrow. Sounds like a lot of fun, right? Going to turn North Avenue into a free, listen up, free block party. And we're good at this here at 680 The Fan, throwing the free pregame parties. Tell you what, nobody's doing it better than we are. The fun starts at 9 a.m. and runs to kickoff. Live music, uh, vendors, uh, food, beer concessions, team and band are going to have a walk-through in Bobby Dodd Stadium. Plus, we've got the fans' college football today show going live from the party. Be able to see live radio driven by Hyundai, admissions free, everyone welcome to the first ever. That's right, the first ever. Don't you want to be a part of it? Hell of a block party driven by Hyundai. 9 to 1 on North Avenue in front of Bobby Dodd Stadium. Now, I gave you a lot of information there, but if you need more info, go to ramblingrec.com. And I'll guarantee you, you won't be seeing Road Dog at this event. But you might get some Bojangles. By the way, a shout-out to Bojangles today. They brought in breakfast, and you should have seen that locker room show, Attack That Food. I think Hudson Mason lost a finger trying to get to the sausage biscuit. Saw him wrapping his hand up. Looked like a little blood on a napkin or something. Somebody bit it. But uh, shout out to Bo, uh, Bojangles,
4: for serving up the boys earlier this morning. DT, did you get something? Oh, you know I missed out. No, uh... I missed out just a little bit, Buck, but well, you are prepping for two shows. Yeah.
3: You've got to engineer for.
4: Yeah, you're right though. Those those boys are hungry after that morning Man, session. I've in never the locker seen room. anything like. It. I don't blame them. You know, it's a long long show early morning. I'm guessing
3: when you get up at the hour they get up, they don't have breakfast. They just skip it
4: and go to straight to the coffee and wait till Bojangles drops them off some the hard or... black stuff.
3: And, uh, look, I'm sure we got somebody out there saying, "Blue." I mean, I hadn't even heard you talk about Georgia or Georgia Tech as far as the game goes. Look, man, I get 40 minutes of content on this show. There's no time to talk about exhibition games.
4: There just isn't. So dogs, jackets, roll this weekend, Buck? You're good with that?
5: Yeah, let
3: me go ahead and say the dogs and jackets both roll. There you go. Heard it here heard it here first.
5: So if people call in on in on the blitz wanting to talk about that, I should turn well, down no, their no. phone. Call.
3: If look if they want to ask a question about it, we'll talk about oh, okay. it. Okay, I just wasn't You sure. know, I've got less than 40 minutes on this show and the last thing I think I should be doing is talking about a 70 to 7 game. Is basically what we should be looking at in both of these scores. So we should take the
5: over in both of
3: these is what I you're telling us. I don't think there's too. a line for either one of these games. If you can find a gambling line on Georgia and, uh, who is it, Ball State? Yeah, and then Tech's playing, who, South Carolina State?
5: Correct in both. Yeah.
3: I got to make my paper. Look, if if it was a two-hour show, a three-hour show, we'd be breaking it down. But I got all these reads I'm supposed to do. Can't be talking about exhibition games. Now, we will have to talk a little bulldog football in the round table coming up. Although it's not going to be a round table, it's just going to be me. Right now, though, let's do talk some college football. Let's talk about the game of the week. And I know what Coach Spurrier is saying that that would be Colorado and Nebraska, but I would disagree with you. Roll down tides. Head ball coach on that one. We all know what the big game is here in the Deep South. It's Alabama and Texas. Come on, Coach. I guess Coach is tired of talking about Alabama. But I'm not. I think this is a really, uh, you know, when you look at the quarterback here for Alabama, Jalen Milroe, who got off to a great start a week ago with his performance level, if you were an Alabama fan leaving the stadium last week and you weren't impressed with Milrow, your new starting quarterback, then I don't know what you were watching. He was SEC Offensive Player of the Week. But now he steps into the pressure cooker, which is the big game. Texas coming to town. Hook em horns. This was a 20-19 game last season in Austin where Alabama barely got out of there alive, and they had the number one pick in the NFL draft taking snaps. So the pressure's on, Milroe. Got to step up and get the job done against Texas. And he's going to be facing Steve Sarkeesian, who spent a lot of time with Milroe when Sarkeesian was the Alabama offensive coordinator. Help recruit Milroe, who's from Texas, by the way. Grew up dreaming of playing for the Longhorns. And you had Sarkeesian traveling over to Texas to watch him play high school football and convince him that Alabama's where he needed to come. Sark did a good job recruiting Milrow because obviously he ended up in Tuscaloosa. They were impressed with his big arm, The big play ability, pulling the ball down and running with it. Really awesome combination as far as the skill set goes with Milrow. Can make every throw, can pull it down and run like a running back. A big play guy. And his first start last season came against A&M. Remember Bryce Young was banged up. He was hurt. They had to go with Milrow. And there was a lot of good and a lot of bad. Not a lot of in-between. Passed for three touchdowns against Texas A&M last season. But they turned the ball over four times. He had an interception and two fumbles in that game. But you know what? Jalen Milrow went to work during the offseason. He worked hard to develop his skill set. Worked hard trying to become a more accurate passer from the pocket. And he was pushed. Push big time with competition for the job. My goodness, even after the uh, the uh, A-Day scrimmage in the spring, Sabin and Tommy Reese went out and brought in another quarterback to compete for the job. And Milrow held him off. Now it's time to step up and produce on the big stage. Can't wait to see how this one works out. So obviously the Longhorns, uh, Sarkeesian knows Jalen Milrow as well as any coach out there. And Sarkeesian, I'm sure he's been sitting down with his defensive coordinator talking about uh, them winning the game. And one of the big ways of doing that is to limit Milro's big playability, whether it's throwing it 80 yards down the field or sprinting 80 yards for a touchdown on a run. So what comes to mind, number one on the list for Texas, is you got to contain Milrow. You can't allow Milrow to get outside, to scramble outside the pocket with a run-throw option. He's going to kill you, Texas, if you allow him to do that. you got to keep containment on the edge. And I would think you're not going to see Texas playing a lot of man-to-man coverage in the secondary either because when you play man-to-man, there's nobody on the quarterback. And he can pull that thing down and run with it anytime he gets ready. Now, I would imagine you're going to see Texas dropping eight into coverage, zone coverage all day long with eyes on the quarterback, forcing him to beat Texas from the pocket, inside the pocket, forcing him to layer the ball into tight spots, into that eight-man zone coverage, they're going to play. To be sharp with ball placement, consistently sharp. And then Texas is going to need some production out of their quarterback Quinn Ewers. He got rid of that that mullet hairdo, but he's had problems, uh, at least in the first game of the season, throwing the ball over twenty yards down the field. O for seven. Last weekend for Quinn Ewers. I got a pick on this game coming up a little later in the show. In fact, the uh, final segment today is our Infinity of Gwinnett drive the content. It's time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive it as you get to decide what we talk about in the final segment of the show today. You can call in uh, right now 404 231 680 Be a part of the show and then be ready to uh, vote on what you want me to talk about. Presented by Infinity of Gwinnett, Power the talk, empower the drive. Four zero four two three one one six eight zero the number, the blitz coming up here in just a moment. Need to, uh, before we take your calls, though, I need to talk Falcons football just for a minute. And let me just say the local coverage has been totally over the top leading into this Falcons-Panthers game. I mean, as I monitor what's going on at our station and uh, listen to some of the other stations in the Deep South, I'm sick and f***ing tired. No, no, no. That, that That was an edit job right there is what that was. It's got Hoyt's name written all over it. I'm hearing a lot of this local coverage. I'm hearing people saying, I think, and I'm hearing that a lot, I think. Who cares? that this defense is going to sack the quarterback. I think that we're going to run for 250 yards on this Panthers defense. A lot of I think. What about I believe? I used to remind Kincaid used to say this all the time. I think this. I think that. Well, what do you believe, though? And what I believe is keeping it real. And do I need to remind you, Falcons fans and uh, the local media covering this team that has been over the top as far as being a homer for this Falcons team, do I need to remind you that the last time our team had a winning record, it was January of 2018. Over five years ago was the last time that we ever had a winning record during the course of the season. Now yesterday I talked about how the Falcons win on Sunday. They run the ball effectively, and they uh, hit around Bryce Young, the rookie quarterback, with this new scheme on defense. How did the Fal- How did the uh, Charlotte Panthers win this game? Well, they played the run tough. They force Ritter into a lot of second and long and third and long situations, and the Panthers win by Bryce Young hitting some big plays in the passing game. That's how the Panthers win.
4: Well, they need to get healthy at receiver, Buck. I saw Adam Thielen missing time. On top of that, DJ Shark not quite really himself. Yeah. Right. Not, not the not the best position for uh, for Bryce Young coming in. Let me remind
3: you, the last time we had a winning record was five and a half years ago.
4: And it was about the last time I was excited to watch a, a Falcons football game, Buck, but that's back. So what do you think about that?
3: Hey, let's go to the Blitz, man. I've been looking forward to this. Come on, give me a call. 404-231-1680, the number. We've got a special prize up for grabs, too, for those of you that call in. Road Dog's gonna take care of that. Here they come. Road it's time for the blitz.
2: Here comes the rush, and here's the hit.
3: Come on, man. Let me hear what you got to say today on this Friday. Got a lot going on. Let's see what Garth has. Garth, welcome to the Buck Baloo show today, man. On six eighty, the fan. Good morning, Buck. How are you, man? We're doing well. How about you?
2: That's good. Well, I'm getting ready to set my thermo to seventy-eight. Not. Um, no, but I yeah, was who does? To know by about, the way, have
3: you seen uh, that TV commercial saying that people need to set that, set <laughs> it at seventy eight degrees? Come on, nobody's doing that.
2: No, but I haven't heard a Jesse Chavez update. Can you give me a Jesse Chavez update, Bud?
3: Yeah, his leg is still bothering him. Imagine he's off that. He's
2: though, all right. Is he off the crutches? Yeah,
3: he's off the crutches. He's walking around, but
2: wow, you know, best we need
3: Well, the word is, is he still, when he plants that foot, he still feels the pain.
2: Okay. I haven't heard either in the, in the urinal constipation or the, uh, on the radio, but I don't, I don't listen to the other guys. I just listen to you, bud.
3: Hey, you're the man. We appreciate it. I don't
2: listen to those other guys (laughs) Uh, because, uh,
5: you know, I'm, I'm a Southern, Southern guy.
3: So. All right. A Southern boy. I like that. Yeah. We sort of favor the Southern guy on this show. Yeah, Chavez, this is a little hard to explain, really, right? He, he caught a line drive off
4: the shin, and we hadn't seen him since. Well, for the longest time, I don't think they knew exactly what was going on. And then the the second MRI, I believe it was, revealed the, the microfracture in the shin. And, yeah, that can just... Yeah, I can see if it was a macro fracture, Yes, it was a microfracture.
3: A fracture. Micro fracture hey, I would have thought he'd have been back by now.
4: painful, Buck, I'm sure, and it just takes time, so... Uh, yeah, and I don't think Garst the only one missing Jesse Chavez over these uh, last couple months. Yeah, he was doing the job earlier this season. It's kind of unbelievable, Buck.
5: Buck, while we're waiting for some more phone calls, uh, this is a question I've been getting the last couple days a lot as people have been calling in, and maybe if you can address it. Why was the Texas-Alabama series not canceled what? by the SEC but the Oklahoma-Georgia one was? A lot of people don't understand that.
3: Yeah, and I was one of those, but I had to get an answer this past weekend on that. Call somebody I know in the mix, and it was really easy. The explanation is that Alabama and Texas, their two-game home-and-home, that ends this season, the year before Texas and Oklahoma enter the SEC. Now, with Georgia and Oklahoma, those two games were going to be played after Oklahoma and
5: Texas well, the return trip from Oklahoma right. to Athens would have been played so, right. the while The second Oklahoma, game yeah.
3: between Georgia and Oklahoma would have been after Oklahoma entered the SEC. So because of that, that's the reason why they pushed Georgia to cancel the game.
5: And it seems like Is that, that would clear have been, enough. It seems like they could have scheduled around one game. I know it would have been a set game down the road for Georgia and Oklahoma in Athens. They're just trying to make Georgia look bad. <laughs> but it seems like the SEC could have worked around. I mean, that seriously,
3: we've won back-to-back national championships, and the powers that be, I guess they want to see Alabama get back in the the winner's circle. So they're trying to make Georgia look bad. And I tell you what, I. I wish Josh Brooks and Kirby Smart had said, you know what, Commissioner, we are not going to do that.
5: It does seem like Georgia, this goes back to even uh, Greg before Josh, where when the SEC comes to calling, we just take whatever. Because remember, they asked us, can you go to Auburn two years in a row so that we cannot have Auburn have to play out Georgia and Alabama at home or on the road at the same year? And so we kind of took that bullet for Auburn. A couple years ago, anytime the SEC asked us to do something, we just kind of like, yes, sir. Tell you, the prize we're going to give away for one of you
3: folks calling in today, uh, two tickets to go see Sam Hunt at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. And if you don't win today, you find tickets at LiveNation.com. That's LiveNation.com. .com. He's from Cedartown, you know.
5: Nick Chubb's territory. And did you know that opening up for Sam Hunt is Lily Rose, who is our buddy. Lily Rose, Neil Hondo Willisome's daughter. His daughter will be opening up for Sam Hunt tonight. Wow. That's
3: impressive. 404-231-1680, the number. You want those Sam Hunt tickets? got to come on and at least have some kind of comment if you're going to win though we can't just give them away now we're going to hold off and take one more call 404-231-1680 the number for a pair of tickets to see Sam Hunt and Neil Hondo Williamson's daughter. Neil, a part of the Georgia Radio Network, and has been for some time. See the phone lines lighting up here. Who do we take, Road Dog? Gary, Ken, Ben, Tim. Jason. Take your pick. You pick one, and we'll just put them on. I like Ben. Let's go with Ben. He joins us on 680, the Buck Blue Show. Hello, Ben. What's up, Buck? Hey, man. Welcome to the show. Hey,
5: look here. I just want to make a quick comment. I'm going way back to three SEC media days uh, back, and Nick Saban kind of took a shot at Kirby talking about uh, he was in a past happy offense now, and he'd take a, uh, you know, 30th-ranked defense.
2: To win a national championship and i just think it's kind of funny that kirby
3: rebounded with two national championships kind of running the ball more with a top-notch defense and now saban's going back to it yeah they're going to be ground and pound again this year i think the personnel dictates it over in tuscaloosa but how about uh, you know david pollock on espn he embarrassed nick saban when he said georgia basically kirby and georgia taken over top perch in college football, and boy, Nick Saban didn't look too pleased about that. Next thing you know, Pollock is on the outside looking in. So, Ben, you're the winner today. Two tickets to go see Sam Hunt at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. We appreciate Live Nation helping us out with those tickets all week long here on the show. Let's get to the round table is proud to be the
2: official sports talk station of the dogs and it's time for bulldog roundtable with buck balloon 25 20 15 10 5. get in there touchdown bulldog roundtable is proudly presented by georgia's own credit union georgia pack and load and by attorney ken nugent and that's going to be the ball game georgia will win this ball game only on the fan 680 and 937 fm
3: get to the dogs taking on ball state tomorrow at sanford stadium high noon kickoff and the bulldogs let's look on offense first what are they looking to do well they're looking to sync up that run game run game uh, sputtering a little bit last week that season opening game against ut martin got to sync that run game up get the blockers and Runners on the same page. And maybe find some running lanes in this game tomorrow. Then also uh, hit some more big plays in the passing game. Uh, that's been the focus coming into the season. You got a pocket passer that can get the ball downfield, fit it into some tight spots. Uh, Carson Beck with a big arm can make all the throws. Got to expect they're going to get a lot more of these explosive plays in the coming weeks. Talking about plays over 20 yards. Now, last week, they had 12 of them. Is that enough? Yeah, I think it is. Bowers, plus 23. Roderick Robinson in a, on a run, plus 23. Kendall Milton on a run, 37-yarder. Bowers, uh, 20 yards on a pass reception. Lovett, 25 yards. Muse, 54 yards. C.J. Smith. 47 yards. Muse, 25 yards. Ra rah Thomas, 56 yards. Oscar Delp, 21 yards. And Haynes, a 20-yard reception. Got to get some more of those explosive plays. And personnel-wise, the Bulldogs offensively are set up to do that. Defensively? Got to play the run a little better, my goodness. Last week, I think we're allowing like four and a half yards a carry and allowed UT Martin to run for 130 yards. That is something that we didn't see in the two national championship seasons. So need to uh, nip that trend and nip it right now. Got to play that run a little better. All right, coming back on the other side, man, I got some winners for you. I'll share those with you next. Got the Buck Belu show here on the fan 680 and 937. So-
0: this morning in the Atlanta Airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now, it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way.
3: show here on the fan 680 and 93 7 10 to 11 man we got to work fast so i better go ahead and uh, make those picks as the album gets stuck uh-oh how'd that happen are we really
4: using an and the, the needle got stuck on the uh we're on using the a turntable oh, no. oh we fixed it Here we go we're good now <laughs> love that track all right time for
3: picks of the week we're going to do three each week the rest of the season and we'll mix in
5: NFL and college football. And by the way, I found a line on that Georgia Ball State game. Georgia is a 42-point favorite. Dogs mm. by fitting. All right. Well, I'm going to
3: pass on that one. I'm going to take Alabama. I'm going to give up the 7 against Texas. I know out in Austin it was a 20-19 to 19 game a year ago. Uh, Crimson Tide barely got out of there alive. But I think Alabama rolls in this one. I got Alabama 34, Texas 21. So I'll give up the 7 and take Bama. Got two out of the NFL. I'm going Jacksonville, the Jaguars, minus five. They're in Indianapolis taking on the Colts. They're going to start a rookie quarterback that hadn't played a ton of football, and they don't have the best player in Jonathan Taylor, the running back. I got Jags winning this one 30-13, so I'll give up the five. And boom goes the dynamite. And then I'm going to take the Minneapolis Vikings. They host the Buccaneers, who expected to be lousy. This year, uh, the line's five and a half or six. I'll, I'll give up the five and a half and say Minnesota wins that one 27 to 10. And a bonus pick, I'm going to say Adesanya takes out that bum Sean Strickland in the MMA middleweight title defense. Say Adesanya takes him out quick.
0: Pay that man his money.
2: Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since
3: 1955. And today our final word is the Buck Show High School Football Player of the Week. And that is Dunwoody High School defensive end Luke Cole. C-O-L-E, Luke Cole, Dunwoody High School defensive end. How about this? Last week in a 39-7 win over Shambly High, Luke Cole had five tackles for losses, four sacks, and three force fumbles. Good enough to be the Buck Blue Show. Georgia High School Football Player of the Week in week number three. Congratulations, Luke. Keep up the great work. Luke Cole at Dunwoody High School getting the job done. All right, I'm out of time. That does it for me. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck.
0: And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
2: The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1, smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon.
1: A home run by Olsen.